As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? T. Adeola hosts a great podcast called Tiny Giants. T, tell us what these fine folks will get out of listening. We are the Creator Economy Show that's about careers, not celebrity. Right. So who should listen to this show are the parents of young people who want to know more about the creative economy and why that's a career path for their children or the young people themselves. Amazing. Where can the young people or the parents subscribe? You can find us at tinygiants.tech or wherever you get these podcasts, these fine podcasts. And you can also find us at the Marketing Podcast Network, which is marketingpodcast.net. You heard him. Go subscribe. Hello, 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 and welcome to The Extra Shot. This is the podcast which once a week, myself and May Kingsang, my fantastic co-host, talk about one hot story in the world of digital marketing. We also talk about who won the internet and who lost the internet. And we have guests because we record live on LinkedIn, except this week I messed up the recording. Long story. It's all to do with earpods, but the recording does not exist. So sorry for all those who joined in. You are now listening to an episode that we actually recorded a long time ago, about six weeks ago for this going out in Manchester. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. There will be a bonus episode out on Wednesday when we talk about the Twitter stroke X block scenario. Until then, enjoy this chat. Still in the pub. <laughs> We're still in the pub. Face to face in the pub. Myself and making. Welcome to the Digital Copy Extra Shop. Making. We're talking about FOMO. So if you haven't met my co-host making, she is a FOMO creator. One of the things I wanted to ask her about, she often talks about Nurkus, which sounds a little bit dodgy, sounds a little bit like a stalker. But they're not bad people, are they making? Tell me what a Nurka is. No, they're not bad people. And in fact, um, you're a lurker, I'm a lurker, we're all lurkers. We've all had a bit of a scroll, a bit of nosy on our socials, seeing what our competitors, our um, our peers, uh, and seeing what they're doing on the socials. Sometimes we get inspired, sometimes we think, oh, that's a hard tip. Uh, sometimes we are um, inadvertently getting through uh, someone's customer journey. But that's the power of FOMO. In order to be able to, you know, for a business owner to generate that positive excitement, if we can create content for the lurkers, 
you know, when the time is right for them, then they will take you to, you know, they will um, have their next uh, step in their journey with you, whether that is a like, a comment, a share of your content. And so, you know, Amanda, you'll have heard about vanity metrics where people get obsessed with how many followers likes uh, that you have. What I'm saying is, ignore all of that, continue to create content for the lurkers, because when the time is right for them, they will want to take action with you. Now, Amanda, you have a lot of lurkers on your digital copy show, which have then become clients, haven't they? Yeah, so it's weird, and I'm sure everyone's had this. When I was talking to John Luma for Analytics Day, he totally had this as well. It's like, you you know, somebody will book a call with me or, like, get in touch, say they want to work with me. And when we start the call, one of the first things they'll always say is, oh, I love your videos, I love the digital coffee, I love watching your news show, I love your approach to that on the in the videos. But they'll have never liked, commented, shared, or I would never know they were watching. So... I know I'm a lurker. I know my lurkers are really valuable because they come to me. And that's one of the reasons I still do the digital copy after years. Even though I don't get a ton of viewers live, I still do it because of that. I also know I'm a lurker because I'm notoriously, well, I'd say to everyone, I'm really bad at typing on my phone. But obviously I consume a lot of social media on my phone, which means that maybe I haven't liked something or commented. I definitely haven't commented because it will come out as gobbledygook on my phone but I have consumed that and the next time I see you I'm probably going to say oh you were doing this and freak you out a little bit so that's that's the definition right absolutely and you know um hopefully for uh listeners to the show they'll be inspired by what you've done because with the digital copy show like you say um you've been creating for years and years and years and you are not obsessed with how many uh followers you have how many people have listened in live because actually the value is in the replays quite often. And again, even in the replays, people might not like comments and share. This is what we call dark social, isn't it? And that's, uh, and so, you know, uh, you've really, you really inspired me, uh, Amanda, to ensure that, um, that I create my FOMO creates show and ensure that I'm consistent with it and not get obsessed with how many people have subscribed, how many people like, shared, and comment, how many people have tuned in live, because I know that I'm confident with my content that it will filter through to the right people when the time is right then. So um, hopefully that's a, lesson, uh, that's a lesson for you listeners, uh, that make sure you keep creating content for the world, because if you create epic content, and I think John Luna talked about this on Analytics yeah. Day. If you create epic content, your audience will come and find you. They will definitely find you. And I'm going to get into my little measurement piece now. So I call, <laughs> I also call this covert benefits. So like a spy, you're not going to see necessarily these benefits in your Google Analytics or your social analytics. So it's not even somebody watching the show is somebody seeing a couple of seconds or seeing that I'm convincing producing a video and that means you need to remember to ask and you need to remember to make notes when anyone gets in touch with you and says oh I saw your show or I heard about you here and it's day one measurement like it's stuff that people who hate looking at Google Analytics 
sometimes do. You need to create yourself a spreadsheet and when somebody gets in touch, you need to write down in that spreadsheet immediately where they say they heard you heard about you from. And if they don't say, you need to ask them. And you need to put that down because you may be surprised with the results. And sometimes they're just going to be random. They're going to say Facebook or Google or the internet. But sometimes they're going to be specific. And that's the thing you can measure instead of looking at the likes of comments, the shares and the views. That's where your customers come from. And obviously if you need, if you're selling a low cost product, if that's you're in retail or something, you need a lot more calls and a lot more customers than I do to come from those things. So you need to like develop your strategy based on that. So it might not be a big live show or a big podcast. Interesting. I'm wondering now how what a covert benefits of this podcast are going to be. What do you think? <laughs> Who are our lurkers? <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that actually because um, one of the winners of um, you know one of your fabulous prizes on An- Analytics uh, Day Times Three. He was actually a lurker, and I didn't realise that he'd been lurking on our stuff until I had. That does bit... sound a bit creepy. I'm just going to say we don't think he's creepy. <laughs> this isn't creepy behaviour. I don't know because I'm a lurker, and I'm really hoping I'm not creepy. Okay, go on. And um, so I had a conversation with him uh, afterwards because he, you know, I congratulated him on winning a prize. And uh, and then we had the you know we had the conversation piece um, about how he heard about Analytics Day and the results were surprising. It was actually from our LinkedIn audio show, and he had been consuming my content uh, on the socials before he got into the digital coffee extra shots we were doing, and it was because I posted uh, on LinkedIn about Analytics Day. That's how he got into it, and I had assumed that he came to Analytics Day because of your content, Amanda. There you go. So, so that is a measurement on, you know, on my part that I need to sort of tick a box and say, ah, oh, okay, it was because of the content that I created that he actually got to hear about Analytics Day. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, and then you won a prize and, and the rest, they say, is history. Exactly. And even though he's not a customer, that doesn't matter. I feel like we've won an ambassador, both of us, from that. So... Absolutely. Again, there's another thing you need to think about. Where are your ambassadors, the people that are shouting about you from the hilltops? Where are they coming from? So definitely that person is a, an ambassador. I'm not going to name him on the show for privacy reasons. <laughs> he knows who he is, don't you? <laughs> Lurker. <laughs> say that so accusingly, Amanda. It's a good thing. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know? There are other great shows on MPN to help your business. T. Adeola hosts a great podcast called Tiny Giants. T, tell us what these fine folks will get out of listening. We are the creator economy show that's about careers, not celebrity, right? So who should listen to this show are the parents of young people who want to know more about the creator economy and why that's a career path for their children or the young people themselves. Amazing. Where can the young people or the parents subscribe? You can find us at tinygiants.tech or wherever you get these podcasts, these fine podcasts. And you can also find us at the Marketing Podcast Network, which is marketingpodcast.net. You heard him. Go subscribe. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Steve Turney hosts a great podcast geared toward mental health marketers called The Boost. 
Steve, tell listeners what you cover on the show. The Boost is our podcast, and the tagline is conversations with people promoting mental health, and that's what it is. So it's marketers, company executives, therapists, and mental health advocates talking about what they're doing to move this industry and this important thing called mental health forward. Amazing. And where can people subscribe? I'm big on LinkedIn, so you can find us there, just uh, slash Steve Turney, or you can find the show at marketingpodcasts.net or search for The Boost wherever you get your podcasts. You heard him. Go subscribe. So is there anything specific we should be sharing with our lurkers, or is it just keeping the content mill going? So um, the way that we can create content for the lurkers is not just in creating our own content, because obviously, you know, as uh, businesses, we do need to produce epic content out there. But in addition to that, there's other ways in which you can create content for the lifeless, and that is to actually get engaging with other pieceless content. So quite often, if I see uh, a piece, you know, Amanda, you were saying before, sometimes we, you know, as lurkers, um, we haven't got time to sort of add a comment to something, um, but the least that we can do is perhaps share it. But actually acknowledging that um, that blog post was really great that we saw or that social media content was amazing um, and explaining why you thought it was useful, that can also help to create content for the locals as well because you, ultimately you want to sort of build relationships with people and, uh, and have a, build a picture of who you are as a person as well as a business to your locals. And if you share good stuff that's not just your own, your locals will start to form an opinion of you um, positively or otherwise about who you are as a person. And as we know, Amanda, people buy from people, right? We always want to get to know people. We want to get to like people and therefore we want to get to trust people. So as a person, just make sure that you are a real human being. Yes, share great content about your business, but share stuff um, about your business life as well, so and so your personal life. So that's the other piece about building relationships and creating content for the lurkers, sharing great content and getting into good conversations with people, so that people can get uh, can get uh, a better understanding of who you are as a person. And now I'm going to kind of ask a leading question. Well, two things. Firstly, I want to say that if you want to connect with lurkers, you can of course join us on LinkedIn Live, which we do. Almost every Friday, any time that we do the show live, we do a LinkedIn live afterwards, for the, which is recorded for this podcast. So that is an absolutely amazing way to get in front of other people because we give you a chance at the end to talk about what it is that you do and people can hear your voice. And like you said, people might like that or they might dislike that. Don't worry, because there's only the people that like that that are going to work with you and you're going to attract the right people. My leading question is... We need to do video, right? Because that's the way people get to know us more, more than just your voice, right? Well, absolutely. And, you know, um, on Analytics Day, John Loomer talked about this, didn't he? He talked about how he did not want to do a video because blogging was working just fine for him and text-based blog posts was doing really well. And he openly admitted that over time, um, because of the algorithms, the written-based content wasn't servicing him as well as it uh, did. So he had to reevaluate his business and sort of introduce video into his content. Now, John Loomer is a big deal. 
So for him to be able to incorporate video, even though he didn't want to initially, I mean, you know, don't listen to me or Amanda, but listen to John Luma. And so with his experiments uh, where he um, created a video every day uh, since, was it September? Yeah. Last year. Um, Only 22, just in case you're listening retrospect. <laughs> um, a lot of people were starting to reconnect with him. So people do want to see your face and do want to see um, video. And, you know, there are lots of techniques uh, that I, um, you know, train to uh, my clients on how to get over themselves when it comes to video. It does take time. Uh, but if we remember our why, remember why we're in business in the first place, hopefully that makes it less about us and our fears about going on video and makes it more about why we went into business in the first place and therefore makes it easier for, for us to go on video. Um, I don't know about you, Amanda. I mean, um, the first time you shot video, you must have been scared, right? Because I know I was. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's been a weird journey. So firstly, I know we're going on about video. If you just can't... You just have to be brilliant somewhere else. And I'm just going to say that. Like, you just need to write a brilliant blog post or you need to be a brilliant Instagram or you need to be brilliant on audio if you just can't. But I would really try video because it's so powerful at connecting people when they can make eye contact with you. So initially, no, video hasn't been scary because I study TV and film production in college and, you know, there's nobody there. You get in front of the camera and you just do it. That's always been me. You just do it. When my sphere came was my first time I had to go live. Ah. So you remember when Periscope was launched? Yes. I was like, right, this is it. I'm doing a Periscope once a week. I think I was doing a digital... No, I wasn't because this was how I got into digital coffee. I had to do a Periscope once a week. Um, and yeah, I'm really going to get into this. I remember the first time and I'd been putting off and I'd been putting it off. And at the time I was doing a lot of work for the Irish Tourism Board. I was driving around the country and I was driving to my next location, which gives you thinking time. And I was like, why am I not doing this? Why, why, why? So I know what I'm going to do. When I get to that hotel, I'm going to do a, a periscope. So got to the hotel. Luckily, the Wi-Fi was okay. Didn't have a tripod with me. So I stepped, put my phone on the top of a, a few books, hit the button, went live. And um, I don't know what I talked about, but at the end of it, Somebody tweeted me going, don't worry, it's always difficult the first time. And I went, oh, no, you think, oh. But I went, oh, how bad was that? <laughs> <laughs> and the weird thing is, I've been doing video for years, getting in front of camera for years. It's just that whole live thing terrified me. And as you know, for anyone that's listening, the digital copy, I think it's like seven or eight years now, been going. Like, I have no problem going live. <laughs> So, you know, that was me and my feedback wasn't great for the first one. And here I am still doing that eight years down the line. So if that's me, you can do it too. You can do it too. And my big tip is always watch yourself back, maybe after you've posted it, because that's the only way you'll know what you're doing wrong. So watching back my videos from analytics day during my interviews, I was looking at the person on my screen rather than looking at the camera. And I'm kind of going, right, next time... You know, don't give, don't give yourself a hard time. Everyone makes mistakes. I thought next time you're going to look at the camera. So just to know that. Do you know, um, that's a great tip there, Amanda. And in fact, when I watch myself, I hate myself on camera because I look at my double chin, the grey hairs I've got in my, <laughs> in my hair, how many hairs and hours that I go through in the video. What I do is that when I watch myself back, I pretend that I am my own best friend. And... If you think about your best friend, 
you would want them to to win and you will give them lovingly huggingly you know hugging feedback because you want them to improve so when I look back at myself I pretend that I'm looking at someone else and I'm compassionately empathetically looking at ways in which they can improve and that makes it easier for me to consume my own videos <laughs> that's a, an amazing tip and that's yeah that's great I know we've gone off the topic so I just want to go back to summarize what we talked about for lurkers that is a great tip though definitely do that actually for everything that you do I always think give yourself evaluation before you ask anyone else so number one don't worry if you're not getting all the likes and the comments and the shares number two Engage with people, get into conversations with people. Am I right? Yeah, great summary, yep. Number three, just make sure you're putting content out there so that people know who you are. So not just business content, a little bit of personal stuff. I do think you need to put a, a level on where you're going to go with that personal stuff. That Absolutely. Um, I haven't shared enough personal stuff recently, but there has to be a level. Uh, number four. I don't know if we got a number four. Have you got a phone number four where we can summarize? Use video. Use video, yep. Number five, subscribe to the podcast. What else? <laughs> and number six, watch yourself back, but be your own best friend. Great tips. Thanks for that, Maggie. <laughs> Thank you, Amanda. We'll be back with another extra digital coffee, extra, extra, extra shot, maybe from this very pub soon. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know? There are other great shows on MPN to help your business. T. Adeola hosts a great podcast called Tiny Giants. T, tell us what these fine folks will get out of listening. We are the Creator Economy Show that's about careers, not celebrity right? So who should listen to this show are the parents of young people who want to know more about the creative economy and why that's a career path for their children or the young people themselves. Amazing. Where can the young people or the parents subscribe? You can find us at tinygiants.tech or wherever you get these podcasts, these fine podcasts. And you can also find us at the Marketing Podcast Network, which is marketingpodcast.net. You heard him. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.